You're listening to the Friday Night Word Show with Tammy on Qualide FM. Hello there friends and welcome to the Friday Night Word Show on the Kualide FM podcast. The name is Tamsan Ogachuma and this is a podcast that talks about societal, family and individual issues that affect us in different ways. And this podcast comes to you from the city of Pretoria, South Africa. This is our first podcast of the year 2021 and we just want to say thank you lord for allowing us to see the year 2021 in spite of the challenges that 2020 brought for us and the deaths that surround us people are dying and falling like flies because of the covid effect well this week we also want to continue looking at the covid effect one of the effects of covid that is brought about in the midst of our society we want to look at unemployment unemployment that affects us as individuals affects us as families affects us as societies and as countries i mean how do you deal with unemployment if it has come to your doorstep well we invited somebody who has experienced unemployment in a very significant way and has even authored a book about the experiences of the unemployed. And this is none other than Dumimbona, hailing from the city of Durban, but now based in Johannesburg. And we just want to say welcome, Dumi. Thank you for having Kolide me FM at Kolide podcast. FM Join us Podcast, Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to um, our engagement and I'd like to greet all those who are listening at this moment. Right. So do me. I mean, this is a name that we haven't seen on the uh, best selling books of the year. Who is Dumimbon? Okay. So Dumimbon is a Durban boy, right? right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm born in Durban. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost half of my life I lived in Durban and, you know, was young there and grew up and I became a young man mm-hmm. and attended school. Right. Um, you know, pretty much from primary school, I've always sort of like been, uh, been independent in a sense, in a sense that from grade six, I've always paid for my own school fees through right. uh, working at gardens and stuff like that all the way to grade 12. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been a self-starter. I've always been, due to my background, growing up in a very abusive uh, environment at home. Right. And um, which sort of like forced me to actually face life, you know, mm-hmm. with without a, without a home. And at some stage, I found myself, you know, being uh, on the streets, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, joining um, different groups of boys, you know, doing stuff on the street. But at the same time, I always had dreams that were driving me at the time. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a person that is driven by dreams. I've always, 
looked at my current situation as a young kid. And at the time I was not, you know, open to some of the training that I've been fortunate to get. Um, mm-hmm. at that time I was just a kid from a, a Lokshini, from the township. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the life that I was facing at the time, which was abuse and all that, that's mm-hmm. all I had. Yeah. And I know that whenever I go to bed at night, I would always have dreams and I would always have an image in my head of how my life is going to turn up one day. And mm-hmm. I believe that that has driven me to the point of actually surviving the streets and coming out of the streets without smoking a single uh, ounce of drug. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming out of the streets to actually, you know, um, uh, finding myself involved in a church and then my life just building up, you know, mm. it was not easy, but just building up to, to me becoming, you know, an independent somebody who's working and earning a, a salary. Mm. So now do yeah. me. Um, I was introduced to you by a, a friend of mine and this, this friend of mine told me that you wrote a book about unemployment and me and you had a chat about unemployment and this is what we want to talk about today. Yes. Let's talk, let's talk about this thing called unemployment. Especially we're looking at your background that you've just given us. Let's talk about this unemployment. Why did you sit down and decide to write about unemployment? What happened? Now, um, tell me in 2010, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I experienced, I mean, um, since, I mean, I started working properly mm-hmm. uh, in 2003, I think. Right. Um, you know, I was fortunate to come out of high school and into a, a, a great company. Right. But every time I would, you know, I would, I would get retrenched or, you know, my contract won't be renewed, I would always find a job, you know, so I've never experienced a, a, a time where I would go a period where mm-hmm. there's just nothing in the job markets for me. So I've right. always found a job one mm-hmm. way or the other. Right. And then in 2010, in 2010, I then, you know, lost my job. I would say that that was my dream job because, you know, of the nature of the job that I was doing, which is, which was to be a community developer, you know, and youth mm-hmm. developer. Right. And, um, I found myself facing a situation where I'm losing this job that was always my dream job that, you know, my entire life was relying on it in terms of, you know, never mind the salary or the income, but mm-hmm. it was something that I really, really enjoyed. I mean, you know, it is mm. something that I loved doing, you know, I mean, to, to give you an example, yeah. I would spend, I would be at the office at mm-hmm. six o'clock in the morning, everyone right. is going to get to the office at like eight. Mm-hmm. I'm there at six. Mm. Everyone leaves at four. I'm leaving at nine, mm. you know, mm. and I'm not claiming any overtime. I'm just loving what I was doing, you mm-hmm. know? And so, and so I got, you know, there were politics and I was released. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took my bosses to the CCMA and I won the case. Mm-hmm. But the manner that the process was very ruthless was very hard for me because mm-hmm. um it meant that because I, I was starting a young family at the time, so I had a newborn baby. Right. And and now here's a situation where now I'm unemployed and but not just being released from work, but I'm released, but also there's something inside of me that is broken. 
mm-hmm. there's something inside of me that I feel was stolen from me at mm-hmm. that point because of what was happening within within the setup, you know. Right. And so, so here I am dealing with the pain of losing my job, mm-hmm. dealing with the pain um, of not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring. You know, mm-hmm. how am I going to leave? So fortunately, I had some, you know, some good savings that mm-hmm. kept me, you know, um, going for some time. So, so that was the situation uh, in 2010. So I lost my job. And then for over 10 years, ever since, because I haven't landed a proper job, you know, I've freelanced here and there. But yeah. since then, I've never landed a job, you right. know. So in that 10 year span, mm-hmm. um, I've, I found myself being thrown at the bottom of the pit. And right. I said to myself, how do we work us our way out of this pit? How mm-hmm. do we actually come out of the situation? Because now you becoming unemployed. I mean, for me, Tommy, I don't mm-hmm. have a family that I could fall back on, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't have anybody that I could actually pick up a phone and say, hey, dude, it's mm-hmm. bad. Can you come help, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. I lost my job, you know, with no other support system around. Mm. And in the book, I talk about that, you know, that, you know, you get three levels of you losing mm. a job. You know, you, you get the top, the middle and the bottom level where most people find themselves in. Cause right. the bottom level is where I found myself in losing a job with no other support structure okay. and as somebody that's supposed to be providing for my family. Mm. So yes, so the book came about as the, 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 you know, the comp, the comp, the compilation of all that I went through, the experiences that are, mm. that I've experienced. Okay. So now to me, I want us to then go through that experience. Let's go into, you, you've touched on it. You've probably summarized on it, but let's talk about yes. the emotions that you went through. Let's talk about the, le- the three levels that you have spoken about. So let's start yeah. there at the beginning. When you lost your job, what emotions did you go through? Cause sometimes when we go through these emotions, it's like I'm alone in this world. No one else has experienced this. And so we yep. just want to talk about what went through your mind, what went through your emotions, what, as, as you said, you spoke about having a child, starting a young family. What did yep. you, what at home with your, with your then uh, spouse, what challenges did the two of you go through at that point? So let's, let's talk about that experience. And so, um, here I am, Tammy, um, you know, I'm doing very well. You know, mm-hmm. I'm at the, I, I feel like I'm at the top of, of, not of the world, but you know, I'm at the, you're at the top of your you know, own world, I'm, not exactly. My yeah. own world. Yeah. I, you know, I'm on my prime and you know, I've got this energy, these dreams and these goals and I've got mm-hmm. this lovely fiance. I've got this lovely newborn, cute boy that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm so excited about. I've got a lovely flat. In yeah. Durban North, overlooking the sea, mm-hmm. I've got, you know, I've got a car and mm-hmm. I've got a bike, you right. know, I've got all these things. Mm-hmm. And then boom, um, you know, the next thing, you know, you've been, you've been fired unfairly in a most ruthless manner. Right. And so you sit down and you, there is, I mean, I went through, there was, there was some sort of like a rage that was actually going on within me. I was angry. 
Mm-hmm. I was very, very angry. Mm-hmm. Um, in such a way that I was, I was, I was so angry that I was dangerous to myself and to the person that my anger was directed to, mm-hmm. which was my, which was my boss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, um, so here I am sitting there thinking, okay, do me, what's going to happen here from here? So I felt like I'm, uh, you know, I, I lost a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was worthless. I felt like I was, you know, the biggest crime was committed against mm-hmm. me, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I needed justice. And I remember in my mind, um, I visualized myself, um, driving, uh, taking my car and, and stopping just few meters away from my boss's gate. Mm-hmm. And as he reverses out, I remember thinking about myself just putting on, a, just going on a full speed to crash mm-hmm. into his car, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's the state I was in. And I, I, that, I mean, for days, I, I lived in that mental space. Mm-hmm. And thank God for my son, because it was for him. I mean, at some stage, I took my keys and I switched on uh, the engine of the car. You know, I was ready to do the action. Mm. And there was something in my head that said, you're going to spend time in jail if you don't die, if you don't die. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen to this little man, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in as much as it's, it, it's so, it's, it's so difficult, but there will always be a way out. You know, mm. like I told you before that I've always been a person that thinks that things are going to be better. You know, I'm always, even today, I live my life like that, that I know I'm going somewhere and it's going to be better than today. It's mm. going to be better than what I'm facing right now. So now, uh, I, I, I know I'd asked you a, a question, but I just want to withdraw it and put this question f- forward. You define yes. unemployment. And <laughs> I, I thought unemployment is, is simply not having a job, but you've got your own definition of unemployment. <laughs> what is unemployment <laughs> doing? So, so, so tell me, everyone goes, um, you know, the, everyone goes around and saying, oh no, now we're facing this issue of being unemployed. Now, having told you, um, the experiences that one, when you lose your job, mm-hmm. uh, some of the emotions and some of the, you know, the mental space you, you are in. Mm-hmm. So unemployment cannot be just simply being you without being without a job. Mm-hmm. So unemployment has a deeper meaning than that. Right. Um, you know, so through the book, so I went, I, I went down to actually say, all right, what does it mean to be, to be unemployed? And I sat down and I just, I just went through, um, what I went through when I lost my job. So mm-hmm. what does it mean to be uh, unemployed at home? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you are a breadwinner, you know. Right. Everyone is looking at you. Everyone mm-hmm. is, you know, they, they're expecting food on the table and you can't provide. What mm-hmm. does it mean to be unemployed as somebody that's supposed to be the breadwinner? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be unemployed as somebody that's supposed to be a right standing member of the community? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be unemployed mm-hmm. in the markets, in, in the market space? You know, because some of, some of the people that have lost their job even now, I mean, in 2020 due mm-hmm. to COVID-19, Mm-hmm. Those people, some of them are qualified. So right. we're not talking about people that, you know, they, they're not, um, specializing in their, in their, in their field. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, are fully qualified and 
now they're losing their job. What does it mean for them? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, so, so beyond that, what does it mean for a father, mm-hmm. you know, who loses his job? What does it mean for a mother who mm-hmm. loses his job? Mm-hmm. What does it mean for a young person with hope, with so many dreams that, you know, with so many plans that they want to actually um, achieve and mm-hmm. with their life ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Now, when you take that away, mm-hmm. what does it mean to them? So mm-hmm. the book explodes all those meanings because mm-hmm. it's, it's not just you being without a job, but right. it has a deeper meaning than that. And mm-hmm. in the book, I go into details of what it means. So, so are you saying that at the end of the day, when you don't have a job, it's just not you who has lost out? Tammy, you know, um, we, we've just come out of um, Christmas. We've just come out of New Year's. You know, this is we in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, would you go as a as a man or as a member of a family? Mm-hmm. You go to family gatherings, and I'm sure many people have had these experiences mm-hmm. where now you cannot contribute right. to the you know to the grocery mm-hmm. because you have just lost your job, and right. you need to be you need to be careful on how you use that money. That maybe let's say you were retrenched, mm-hmm. and um. You know, you still get that little bit of money. You don't know when you're getting another job, so you need to be very careful mm-hmm. how to. But then there are people that 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 don't even that are not working, mm-hmm. relying on the 350 rands that we saw. I mean, we saw so many people going after that money because right. that's how desperate the situation is. Mm-hmm. Now, in family gatherings, mm-hmm. what does that mean? You know, you you get there, you lose all respect, you lose mm-hmm. all sense of. Of, of worth and mm. you feel like you, you don't have value, you know, mm-hmm. cause you're not adding anything. And, mm-hmm. and guess what? People that work and people or your family members, even the community members, they mm-hmm. do not know how to react or respond to you and your situation as somebody who's unemployed. So mm-hmm. we always put this pressure on people. Oh no, you need to find a job. You need to go get a job. Mm-hmm. But where do people get a job? Because the stats are out there. You know, two million people lost their jobs in twenty in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and more jobs are going to be lost going yeah. forward. Right. So which which employment do you want a person to go and look for? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we just we we we're not understanding. Um, and it's not, it's not people's fault. It's just mm-hmm. people do not know how to react to somebody mm-hmm. who's unemployed. And through this book, Tammy, I mm-hmm. am able to actually teach someone who may be employed and who may be running a business and to actually say, no, this is how you are to approach and react to somebody who is unemployed because mm-hmm. this is what they go through. So now I'm letting you in into the world of someone, of someone who is unemployed. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I think it's a great resource and I think it's, it's going to help so many people going forward. Now, now, Dumi, let's talk about this one. So you, 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 you are talking about you can't contribute anything in a family. And we, we, we've seen this. There's rich aunties. There's, there's the useless Malume. There's Malume who's yeah. got, who's, who drives a car. And so when the meeting yeah. is called, the Malume who's, Drinking or the malume who does not have a job is not called into the meeting, but the malumes, yeah. the uncles, the aunties, those that are working are called into the meeting. So number one, your dignity, your, your worth is then taken away. But you, you, yeah. in, in your book, you, you, you say that 
even if you are unemployed, you've still got value. There's still something that remains in you. <laughs> and can, can you please touch on that one? <laughs> so now, um, so, so now tell me when you, when you have just lost everything, all right? Um, now remember that I told you about, you know, I had a car, I had a nice flat mm-hmm. uh, in Durban North looking over the ocean. Mm-hmm. And all of that was taken away from me, right? right. Mm-hmm. And the way I'm going to answer, um, the way I'm going to elaborate on that point that you asked me on mm-hmm. is I'm, I'm going to take you on a journey of what I went through. Right. So um, I lost everything. I had mm-hmm. nice material things, mm-hmm. uh, the f- fridges, expensive furniture, all gone. Mm-hmm. And worth thousands of friends, you know, cause I could not afford my rent at that time. And so mm-hmm. my landlord decided, you know, I'm keeping all the stuff and mm-hmm. I had no energy to fight with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my car. I had to sell the car in order to, you know, to try and preserve everything that I had. Mm-hmm. And then my bike got into an accident. Mm-hmm. And so I had no transport. So I lost everything. Mm-hmm. Now, Tammy, I told you about my background growing up in an abusive home. Mm-hmm. I ran away from home in 1996, mm-hmm. right? When I was still a teenager. Right. I ran away from home because, you know, I'm running away from my father who was very, very abusive. Right. Now, having lost my job, I had nowhere else to go. Guess mm-hmm. what, Tammy? I had mm. to go back to the very same environment that abused me and that almost costed me my life. Mm. Mm. After so many years being away, Right. Now imagine what, what that says to people that now that you're coming back to, to mm-hmm. actually say, Hey, may I please have a shelter? You know, yeah. uh, may I please have a place to stay? Cause yeah. you know, things yeah. are hectic. Mm-hmm. Now I had to go back to a place like that. So everything was, I was at the bot. I remember sitting uh, uh, in the yard and just thinking to myself, do me, there can be no other bottom. <laughs> that you can ever be in, except this, but this is the bottom of bottoms, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And from that point, I remember just sitting down and, uh, you know, um, I, I grabbed a pen and a, and a paper, you know, I, I'm a person who likes writing. I mean, from when I was a kid, I just loved scribbling, you know, mm-hmm. and I was writing and I, and I said to myself, you know what? Um, let me just, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, now that everything has been taken away from me. Mm-hmm. Who is Dumimbona? Right. You know, and, and and at that point, when I asked myself that honest question, I then realized that there was some energy within me that mm-hmm. was brewing, saying, "This is who you are. Mm-hmm. This is you are a man who's filled with energy, who is filled with vision, who is filled with life." Mm-hmm. Do not ever, ever, ever let anybody describe you otherwise or mm-hmm. even steal that or take that away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter the circumstances, you remain the person that God created you as. God did not create me with money in my hands. Mm-hmm. He did not create me with a job at the end of the month. He did mm-hmm. not create me with all the material things that I had. He mm-hmm. created me as me, as naked and mm. with my soul. Mm-hmm. That's how he created me. And, and for people, you know, that are going to die one day, that's how they're going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, Empty-handed. 
You know what I mean? Like you will, you will go, when you go, you go, I mean, okay, they put clothes and the boots, mm. but and at the end of the day, those things are just, they will rot on the ground. Yeah. And your soul goes somewhere else. So mm. all I'm saying is when everything has been taken away, that's the level I was in. Yeah. I was, I was at the point where I said to myself, what remains of me? As do Mimona. And this is the question that I encourage, um, people that are, are facing the situation of being unemployed right now. And some mm-hmm. of them, their cars, their houses are being repossessed. Mm-hmm. It's not nice. And you need to sit and say, what remains mm-hmm. of me? Who am I? Because I say in the book, Tammy, the wonderful thing that I say, and I thought that was incredible, is that when something goes, mm-hmm. you know, um, when something goes, a space is open for something else to 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 actually grow, you mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. we will never live in vacuums, you know. Right. I, I think creation does not allow vacuum areas, you know. Mm-hmm. There's always something filling up there, you know. Mm-hmm. So. At that point, you as an employed person who has mm-hmm. just lost the house, lost everything that you have, right. which you have worked hard for, mm-hmm. now watch what grows in that space when everything has been taken away. For me, what grew from there is many projects. Some of them were successful. Some of them were a complete failure. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, a book has grown out of that space. Mm, mm, mm. Now, 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 to me, powerful. I, I, I like where you are taking this to, and I like the aspect that you are putting God in the in the equation. But now, yeah. I, 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 you, you also in the book you touch about something. You say you cannot sit back and blame everyone. You, you, you can't point fingers at the world. You can't sit and say, I'm in this situation and, and, and your focus is on who got me here and they have to get me out of this. You, you talk about saying changing your mindset. Instead of pointing fingers, you talk about think of ways of, you know, rising from the ashes. Let's, let's talk about that. What brought you to this point of saying, don't point fingers. Look for solutions. Because Tommy, I wasn't expect of pointing fingers. Right. And rightfully so, you know? Mm-hmm. And the person that actually was, was the biggest sort of like target for me was mm-hmm. my father, you right. know? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the man, I can never sing praises, you know, cause he never did anything that deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've blamed him. I couldn't think of anyone else to blame. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, and I still do at some stage, you know, when, cause you wake up, there, you wake up, there are days where you wake up, you're like, okay, let's do this, you know, you're amped, and you mm-hmm. want to do life, and you're so excited, but mm-hmm. there are days, Tommy, where mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, where did this go wrong, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. and then that's when you start, like, saying, no, but, you know, they, 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 they let me go off at work, like, you know, I did, they, you know, they should have done better, um, mm-hmm. I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a, I'm a victim. And mm-hmm. I lived in that space for the longest time, Tommy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where everyone else was, um, you know, was my, in a sense, uh, abuser, in a sense, you know, or where everyone else was wrong and mm-hmm. I was the victim. Right. And then, 
<laughs> while I was writing the book, and I sat down and I was like, but do me. Think about this. Mm-hmm. You are at the center of each and every single thing that mm-hmm. happened to you. Right. Whether you did something or did not do anything, but mm-hmm. you were there. Yeah. You were part of the, you were part of the situation. You were part of the process. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, and so, and I was like, but you have never pointed a finger at yourself, mm-hmm. you know, to actually say, and the reason why I'm actually out of a job is, is because also I did A, B, C, and D, and I take responsibility. Mm-hmm. And this is when now we, you know, we talk about now, look at yourself, look at the person in the mirror before mm-hmm. you can start actually blaming somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, you lost your job and you were part of it. You are the reason mm-hmm. why you are unemployed. You are mm-hmm. at the center of the reason why you are unemployed. Whether you did something wrong, whether you did something good and you were fired for it, mm-hmm. you're still part of the reason, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so let's take that responsibility because from that point, Tommy, when mm-hmm. you start assuming responsibility for what happens in your life, then you start realizing the power that lies within you, mm-hmm. that you can actually change your circumstances regardless of how difficult it is because now you're growing a muscle that says, mm-hmm. I'm going to be responsible for what happens in my life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I can accept help. I can ask for help, but I still have to get up, get off my my big behind, mm-hmm. go and ask for help. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I still need to actually take responsibility for my life. And I think that is what most people who are unemployed um, find themselves in because they've never thought that actually I can take responsibility for my situation of mm-hmm. being an unemployed person. So we mm-hmm. always sit in the corners and expect help. But mm-hmm. no, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we are unemployed. We are not brain dead. You know, oh, there's powerful. a difference. Powerful. <laughs> we, 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 it's, I mean, you know, let's, let's get up. Let's mm-hmm. take responsibility. Mm. You know, let's grow a muscle. Let's let's grow big pants. Yeah, I, I like the fact that you said uh, being unemployed does not mean you are brain dead. And no. I, when I had a conversation with you some two weeks ago, you mentioned something yes. that has popped up in my mind again. You say that people who are trying to solve the issues of unemployment are the employed. <laughs> there is a forum that is called together and it is the employees that come and give contributions. And you said to me, why don't they call the unemployed also in those forums? I mean, President Ramaphosa had, had an indaba, is it a year ago? And there's one that yeah. was coming up and it was the captains of industry who came to the table. Yeah. But the unemployed were not called to that meeting. And you said, the unemployed should be part of that meeting. Take us through that one. And, you know, I, I like that, Sami. Mm. <laughs> I, I love that because when I look, when I looked at that and I, I thought, I thought to myself, there's something wrong here. You know, the way we go about this, it's not right. It, it is like what we're doing with young people. You know, we're discussing their issues, but we're not really inviting them on the table right. to actually say, you know, mm. and so now, uh, Tammy, for me, mm-hmm. how much of quality mm-hmm. uh, do we get from people who are who are employed 
right. solving issues of the people that are unemployed. Mm-hmm. How much quality energy are we getting from them? Right. You know, will will my question is, will they actually put in that energy, that actually genuineness to actually say, I want to help this person. You know, I want to, I want to bring solution to, 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 to unemployment. Right. But I'm, I'm, I'm also challenging that because I feel that if you are in a situation, mm-hmm. your energy is different. You know, right. the way you see things is different because the experience is different. Right. So when, when I'm unemployed, that's mm-hmm. my experience. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. with that being my experience, mm-hmm. I'm sure somewhere down the line, I have thought of mm-hmm. how I can confront the situation. Right. And then as a society, we forget to actually say, huh, guys, you're unemployed. Tell mm-hmm. us, can we actually hear your story? Mm-hmm. We, you know, we, we, we find ourselves as employed, the employed people. Mm-hmm. You know, standing on podiums, you know, mm-hmm. and giving speeches and, and, and giving, having so much suggestions. Mm-hmm. And it, and, and no wonder why with all those solutions and those suggestions that were, you know, that were developed by employed people have not taken us far. In fact, those <laughs> solutions have taken us even further down the pit, you mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. more people are added to the situation of being unemployed. Mm. But I'm saying, I'm saying invite people that are unemployed to mm-hmm. the table. Right. Hear from them. Hear their stories. You know, sometimes, um, for, for, for me, uh, Tammy, I, I always thought that, um, you know, telling a story, someone's story is very important. Right. And, you know, you see, you see these, um, men and, and most of the time we find them on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. With their plug cards saying, I am Tamba the painter, you know, yeah. I am this. And those men are sitting there. Those men are carrying stories. Right. And I don't think as a society, we, we, we have that much patience to so mm-hmm. actually just take a step back and say, tell me your story. Mm-hmm. What is your story? You know, um, mm-hmm. can I hear your story? And so I believe that this is what going forward as a society, as a country, this mm-hmm. is what we need to do. We need to actually invite people that are unemployed. And say, mm-hmm. bro, what is your story? Right. Ma'am, what is your story? You know, mm-hmm. like I've compiled, I told my story through this book. You know, mm-hmm. this is my story. This is my experience. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, and I mean, this book is filled with, with solutions. Well, we've come to the end of a very interesting and intriguing conversation with Dumi. And this is just part one of the conversation. And I just want to urge you to join us next week as we continue and conclude this conversation with Udumi Mbona. And please do follow us on our uh, social media pages. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. You just search for Holiday FM. And please do share this podcast, especially with friends or people that you know that are, are unemployed or are facing unemployment. I just want to leave you with a very interesting song, very powerful, from a group called Shower Power, based in Zimbabwe, Harare. And the song says, you're not alone. I'm not alone. Who is with me? God is with me. Well, until we meet again next week, Friday, same time, same place. Ciao.
And I don't know what to do The sky seems so cloudy And the storm is about to pass In the midst of this confusion You put your hand in mine And I know I'm not alone I know that Thank you. 